And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to Gentlemen Overlords, I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And fellows, what's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's good that we're recording this episode in 1999. <laughs> yes. Right on the tip of a... Uh, I hope this podcast goes somewhere. Yeah. I, and we should call this a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, what, what did you guys think of Scary Movie 1? We just got out of that. Well, what obviously was up was a big uh, part of it for me. <laughs> of course. We're just quoting the movie. You know how you, sometimes you walk out of a movie. We're all we're walking out of the movie theaters, microphones in hand. Also, we're telling the people in line waiting to get in. We're like, what's up? We'll like, get it later. <laughs> no, we'll get it later, no. dude. Hey, and also uh, reminding people in 21 years, look out for this COVID-19 thing. Um, <laughs> but we really probably should have made a more of an emphasis on it, too, because it right. just feels like with that and the what's up, it's like, uh, right. which one do we pick? Obviously, we went with say, what did he say? Look out for was up in 20 weirs. I don't remember what he, I couldn't hear what he said. 20, 20 weirs. They were really confused. I I mean, English. It, was, it was very, it was a very confusing, confusing time. Uh, should we talk about some movies we've seen? Yeah. Great. Robert, hit us up. Ooh, I saw a couple movies, portions of movies while I was uh, out east in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then I, I got back here. I finished them up so I could count them. I'm not just counting little scenes, my boys. Uh, the Lost Boys was on TV. Fell asleep to The Lost Boys. Right about the time, sexy oiled sax man was tooting on his horn on the beach. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, what kind of dream you had when you fell asleep to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A musical that, one with that guy yeah. in it. Yeah. Uh, I was always surprised he didn't end up coming back as like the grand vampire. I thought that would have been fun. Sax man just kicks down the door, shoots his, it blows into his saxophone, blood comes out. Well, he it doesn't his... work like that actually because the, uh, oh. the, the the read of the saxophone You're doesn't right. work with mm. the vampire stuff is on yeah. point but the set my sax stuff is out of there Got yeah it. yeah the, i mean they thought about it but they just couldn't do it because yeah, the, they fought the, they really fought for it i heard things that get in the way um no but that's a fun that's a fun one i think for me for vampire movies so funny you fell of... asleep during the middle of it <laughs> <laughs> oh i love this movie. Uh. i fell asleep uh, hey, we were we were going hard. It was a fun vacation, so didn't have time for all my movies, but finished much, it up later. Too much cheese. Um, yeah, too much cheese. Um, but no, that's a really fun one. But for my money, I uh, I think I like uh, Fright Night. It's my vampire movie from that area of time that I like more. So weird endorsement for The Lost Boys. Be like, I also like this other <laughs> vampire movie more, but didn't watch that. Speaking one. of recommendations, how was that restaurant that I recommended for you in Milwaukee? Uh, I don't know if I made it. Robert, I mean, there was lots of stuff I, I didn't make. I don't know. Your stunned silence says it all. It's possible. I mean, I don't remember the name of it, so it's possible we went. It was McDonald's. Yeah, it yeah, was McDonald's. Yeah. Well, I didn't end up going to McDonald's in Milwaukee. I'm sorry to shock you. Um, 
yeah, that that little mom and pop you told me about McDonald's. <laughs> um, I watched. We were at a, a another uh, a bar, a, you know, a couple of drinking establishments in Milwaukee, uh, and they were playing uh, Blade Runner, and it must have been like which one? One of the newer cuts. It wasn't. It was director's cut because there was none of the horrible uh, narration from Harrison Ford. Sushi. That's what my ex-wife called me. Cold fish. <laughs> like doing the voiceover for Garfield or something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I hate yet. Mondays blade running. Um, but it looks amazing. Like the, t- obviously there were, there was a couple of nice TVs just in the bar simultaneously playing it, but like, it must've been the Blu-ray or the something. It was just like, I don't see pores on people in movies anymore. And like the lighting and the sets and everything. I just, I, I think I've also said on here that I prefer the newer blade runner uh this the sequel to the original i i think there's a lot to love about the original but i just don't like the characters are i don't know there's something about it it doesn't i don't love it as much as everyone else but um i was entranced it was really uh it looked really really good and it makes me wonder even back in the day when they you know had the original film real playing it must have had little marks and pops and things in it and this was just clear as day so I just got to shout it out because it looked amazing. Um, watched uh, part of San Andreas and then finished it. Not very good. The The Rock. It's The Rock and Paul Giamatti is also in it. <laughs> big, big earthquake movie. Wow. He, they, they love working together. They're in Jungle Cruise together too, right? There you go. Yep. Wow. They insist. I think it's every other movie. It's like one for them, one for us. It's a DeVito. It's a DeVito Schwarzenegger. Thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Our, this generation's DeVito and Schwarzenegger. Which one's um, and also just like the rock, it's like he's earthquake. The earth is quaking. Okay, well, maybe I'll get up high in a building like a skyscraper. Oh, well, that's not going to go so well. It's just the guy needs to like pick wherever where he goes or disaster follows him. So the rock, retire. Um, <laughs> and on the plane back, this is the, the full movie I watched wow. on the way back. And I didn't walk out of the plane. It was Michael Bay's Ambulance with a big old L.A. in the Ambu- middle. Ambulance. LA Los, yes Ambu Los, Los Angeles, Angeles ants huh Ambu Los Angeles yeah I think you, <laughs> you were both yeah the city of Ambu Los Angeles yep uh it was good I enjoyed myself uh it's clear that someone was like hey Michael Bay you know he's got these drones that you can fly down the buildings and go under cars and stuff and he was like holy shit and just ran with it because there was quite a few drone shots but not like not like in a Neil Breen movie where like someone gave him a drone and then he just zooms out of himself multiple times in the film. This was like intentional and some very cool moves. And, you know, I've seen, you know, videos of drones that are going through warehouses and are on this very nice, you know, cinematic path. So there was stuff like that. Like at one point there's a car chase and the car goes kind of off of a bit of a jump and it goes like underneath the car in the shot, which is awesome looking like mm-hmm. it was really cool. Um so I enjoyed myself. I would give that a I would give that a light a light recommendation. And then the last movie I watched, uh, other than the one we're talking about today, was Prey, which is the latest in the Predator series of movies. I've been hearing good things about it. What did you think? I really liked it. I think uh, I have some nostalgia for Predator too. It's not nearly as good as the first one, but there's things I like about it. Uh, I would. Yeah, I think this is like the second best Predator movie, which the Predator, first Predator, I think is great. I love that movie. The bar after that is pretty low for all the Predators slash, you know, aliens combinations. 
But um, yeah, this one is super high up there. Um, I watched on Hulu. You can select before you start watching it, the Comanche language version. So um, unfortunately, the actors weren't speaking Comanche on the set. So it is dubbed and that can be a little distracting, but I just wanted a more, I don't know. It just sounded more interesting to me to have, to have that going, mm-hmm. even though I knew like maybe the, the voices wouldn't match up. And I thought it was good. I liked watching it that way. I've now like, you know, gone back and looked at trailers and been like, oh yeah, like, I guess, yeah. Like I didn't get to hear the actress's voice, you know, saying all this stuff, but I feel like it just would have been a little, I just want, didn't really want to watch it with them speaking English when like that version existed. So I'm glad I watched it that way. Interesting though, there's um, minor spoiler, but there's a part where there's some French like trappers that show up. And they and, were British. And they were, yeah. And they were like, oi, what is going on over here? This predator. <laughs> um, they don't have, they don't um, have any uh, subtitles. So when they're speaking French, there's no translation for them except one guy who speaks Comanche. So when he speaks, it's like coming through in the subtitles because he's actually talking to like the main actor. But other than that, like, and I kind of like that because then when, when they interact with the native Americans in this tribe, it's like, they don't understand them because they wouldn't. And you can't understand them either unless you speak French. So I actually like I kind of like that, whether it was intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I won't say too much because it's out now, but like you said, Andrew, you've been hearing good things and I, yeah, I think it's really good. And I'm disappointed that they, didn't give it a theatrical release. Cause I think this is the kind of movie that totally would have done well in the theaters and glad it got released at all. I don't think it would have. I don't, don't like, think so? I, I don't think it would have done that well theatrically. And like, I feel like the fact that it's available on Hulu, I think actually gives it a little more running space than if it had been in theaters. Cause I think it's just the convenience. Like, I feel like this is the kind of, it's the kind of movie that like, if you give someone the chance to see it at home, if they already have Hulu, then you have already, you know, you pay for Hulu. So whatever. But like, I think it's easier to convince somebody to watch it on streaming a movie like this than to say like, Oh, there's a predator prequel out in the theaters. You should go see it versus it's on Hulu. You know, like you can just watch it at home. I think that's an easier. True. And I, I think I might've read a thing that was like, this is like the most streamed thing on Hulu, like in its existence or yeah. something like everyone watched it. So good for them. I it's maybe you're right. Maybe it wouldn't have, maybe it wouldn't have taken off and nearly as well in theaters. It just feels like there's parts where I was watching it where I was like, I would love to have seen this on a huge screen in a theater. This would have been great. Um, obviously it wouldn't have been ideal if it bombed <laughs> and at least this way, possibly they'll uh, maybe the success, the smaller success, but ultimately very successful on Hulu mm-hmm. will kind of help them along. Um, but yeah, I recommend it, especially if you, especially if you're a predator completionist. I did didn't uh, watch that. I didn't watch that last one because I heard terrible things about it. Oh, the, um, the one with like Bro- Adrian the predator. Brody. Yeah, yeah. Adrian Brody. I saw that. No, one. no, 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 no. That was predators where they're on the planet and there's multiple humans being hunted. Yeah. The the predator is on Earth. Was uh, I don't remember who all the cast was, but like there's like an even bigger alpha predator hunting them. It just didn't didn't look good and i heard bad things yeah the uh best thing to come out of prey i think is this uh this tweet that's a it's a picture of mark Wahlberg from the from the the departed with a gun in his hand (laughs) and the caption (laughs) is if the predator landed in boston it wouldn't have gone down like that (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's yeah uh but that is that is what i've seen for my movies max what about you 
Uh, let's take a look. I saw uh, Roma. <laughs> oh, yeah, Roma. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it won. Did it win Best Picture a few years ago? Yeah, I think so. Or nominated at least? Yeah, I think there was a lot of talk about it for a while. Uh, and I, I think I kind of avoided it maybe because of the, the talk. It seemed like it might be getting uh, hyped up. Hmm. but uh it was it was pretty good uh it was a little slow and they it liked to do a thing where it would like um start a scene in one spot and then slowly pan over to or like i guess not pan i don't know the the actual camera terms but basically it would rotate over to like another spot and then slowly rotate back swivel yeah (laughs) it was on a little swivel it was on a lazy Susan and they just it would go back and then back again kind of a thing. Yeah. Or? So it like starts at one side, passes by kind of what you're supposed to be looking at. Go just hmm. show show things around uh, the scene and then go uh, back to the back, subject yeah, past the subject and then huh. over to like the other side of the scene. Do you so think like that was like, a mistake? Like some the camera was drifting. <laughs> and someone's like, shit, 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 shit. Pull yeah, it back. Exactly. Just keep it. Just keep it. It kept this, I think it people will think it's avant-garde. We're gonna we're gonna get best picture for this. Uh, I think what they were t- kind of trying to do was show like um, what was going on in the peripheral. Like like it's not all about this one person or all about this. It's about this setting. Informs the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and and some of the scenes felt very Wes Anderson, even though it wasn't as colorful because it was black and white. Um, there were some scenes that were shot that were especially this one like not war scene but there's a riot that breaks out and there's a like there's like felt animals running around it's just like stop motion yeah exactly there's a fantastic fox Uh, (laughs) they're like oh this movie's it's weird because there was something that like i haven't seen in any wes anderson movie but i don't know why it exactly reminded me of it but there's a guy standing behind a car and then he like pokes his head up and just shoots one shot and then Decks down behind the car, and then like, I see what you're saying. A couple more times. I, I see what you're saying, though. That it that does seems, sound very Wes Anderson. Yeah, even so if it, it even like, if it didn't happen technically in one of his yeah. movies, it was, he probably it, watched it and was like, "Fuck, fuck, <laughs> why didn't I do that?" Roma. It's I have Roma. a little shootout movie I'm making now, and I was gonna. <laughs> damn it. Or he he directed it on the down low. He just that scene. <laughs> please, please, just I need to get this idea out of my head. Please, <laughs> I we won't do the the felt animals. Just let me do the shooty thing. <laughs> But it was pretty good. Uh, I, I liked it. A little slow for me, but um, worth a watch, I would say. Flow okay. I also watched uh, Last Night in Soho. Uh, this is another one where I, I have heard mixed things and it's been on my list and I and I, I enjoy Edgar Wright, so I'm curious what you think. Uh, I, I wouldn't go in thinking of it as an Edgar Wright movie. It I agree with that. It didn't quite feel like um, like Edgar Wright in the way that I would expect uh an Edgar Wright movie mm-hmm. to play out. Uh, but I did think that it was pretty good. I think there were some things, if you think about them too hard, you're not going to like, I think there is some, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Does the, Anya Taylor joy, like terms. try and jump over a fence and then it like falls. Yes. You can't quite get over. It. Okay. Uh, did this ever happen? I don't, I don't think she so. eats a Coronetto and it's like, ah, it's all in the same universe. Winks right at the camera. <laughs> yeah. There is some looking at cameras. So, there is quite a bit. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, uh, but it was good. I liked it. I think. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Andrew, it seems like you didn't like it quite as much. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think when I talked about it a couple episodes ago, I think what I thought, and I it still sits with me this way that the first 
half of the movie was a little tedious to get through. And I think the last half is a lot better and easier to just like, it's like a good watch. And I think Mm -hmm. ultimately it's a good movie, but like the first half of the movie is a little bit of a, once the story gets going, I feel like it's a pretty solid, uh, story being told, but like getting to that point, it's a little bit of, okay, let's get the movie kind of rolling here. Edgar. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's only supposed to be one night. Come on. <laughs> Ed, let's move it. Um, another movie that I kind of sort of saw, I was uh, at a party and, and watched it. It was like going, but I wasn't really watching it too the much. The way you but... guys watch movies is very interesting to me. I, I mean, I, I, go, I, 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 I fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep through this one and kind of woke up towards the end and I like it. So <laughs> I had a dream about it and I think that's what the movie is now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, at first I didn't even put it on the list, but then I remembered, oh yeah, I did like see part. Did our invitations <laughs> to the party get lost in the mail or what happened? Uh, they, it wasn't my party. So I don't know. I asked. Hmm. No plus ones. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only stopped by for this one movie anyways. You stopped uh, by for a I mean, story for a movie changing more yeah. and more. You only uh, stopped anyway. by, but you watched a whole fucking movie. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was called The Baby. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. It's an old, old I think probably. Wow, sounds like uh, sounds like Robert when he found out he wasn't invited to this party. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it's about. Someone make yeah. this a movie right now. Uh, it's it's about a man child essentially. Uh, oh. Yep. Uh, it's it's a guy who who is developmentally a child, and so there are some women taking care of him, hmm. uh, like changing his diapers and stuff like that. And then like by the end, it turns into there's some like uh some murders that go on and and weird it's like a 70s exploitation oh film about this wow. uh baby child and some weird weird twists uh at the end but i wasn't really paying attention uh it's a strange one maybe worth watching seemed like the people who were watching it <laughs> did enjoy it so they were uh, really second, into it. a second hand recommendation from me uh, give it a shot. Hey man, thanks want. for stopping by for one second. Uh, you should watch, you should recommend this. We're movie. really enjoying the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and the last movie I watched, I think was just called luck. The on, luck. Uh, Apple what? plus. Huh? The... Yeah. Yeah. That's it's called the, one. the uh, luck I, or just the luck. It's such a generic looking trailer for that movie. Yeah. So like the, the first little bit of it, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, it's like, I think you're right. I think that's what it's called, but it's like a woman who's very unlucky and then stumbles upon the world of luck because she follows this like cat into it. Yeah. And it's like they manufacture luck, but there's a mirror world that also manufactures bad luck. And yeah. It's it all out of whack. You know a lot more about it than I did going in. Mm. I, I, you know, just, just knew the, um, the cover i didn't i guess i didn't know anything yet when i first heard about this hey let's watch this okay i'll watch it um but yeah it's just called luck by skydance films it's an animated one okay uh, this is the movie with the former pixar producer who was ousted from pixar for uh some this is lassiter this is lassiter yep oh maybe Okay, some, I did not know any of this backstory. Yeah, it. he got ousted okay, from Pixar Max for canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the movie was terrible. <laughs> oh yes, there we go. There we go. <laughs> yes, fucking awful. I couldn't stand a, a moment of it. I was like, this movie is uh, this reeks of Lasseter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no. What did you What did you think? Be honest. <laughs> it's uh, it's a very 
slow start at least and i think it kind of gets its footing sounds like last night in soho later <laughs> yeah it is kind of similar to that where like <laughs> Hope I, that's it, in all the reviews like last night in soho this takes a little while to get going but <laughs> then it's exactly the same it's weird because the beginning is like very generic it it feels like the Pic- yeah. pixar knockoff where like uh there is nothing at all out of the ordinary where it's just like the characters kind of ex- explain what's happening in the plot and that's all they do for about 30 minutes until the cat shows up and starts speaking english and it's simon Pegg doing the voice um but like until that point everything is just kind of a basic uh setting up the, the character who's kind of has bad luck and is in uh like an orphanage and hasn't been um hasn't had any offers like hasn't been able to find a family and so like uh she's aging out of that and and has to leave and and stuff so they're they're setting up all that but it's like very basic not a whole lot of personality put into these characters until about halfway through you you know it's the girl with bad luck but like um not much more than that and then this this kid that uh she cares about but I don't know what it is either. I don't know what it is about Pixar itself, how they're able to write lines in a way where, you know, you'll laugh, you'll chuckle, or it's got a a little quirks here and there. There were no quirks whatsoever. It was just kind of exposition, essentially. And eventually it got around to the point where, okay, some of these characters are are fun and they're they're doing like some interesting stuff with the animation and, and, uh, and, like especially the cat they're like good scenes of the the cat being a cat and being a little bit goofy but like for a long time it just felt very plain very bland mm-hmm. uh I'm, I'm glad that it got out of it because i kind of you know want the animation studio i want the people you know put in a lot of effort to this stuff so i i wanted it to turn into something besides kind of like a one of those made for tv things mm. uh and eventually i i feel like it did and hopefully they continue getting better, putting stuff in and like without Lassiter, maybe at some point. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know anything about this Lassiter thing. I was just kind of like at first just thinking, I, what are we doing watching this? And eventually like, oh, okay, I can see what they're doing. They're kind of, it's picking up steam. And by the end of it, I was like, you know, I, I hope, I hope these guys get another swing at it because uh, it, it'd be cool to see what they grow into i have one guy in particular gets another swing at it for sure. <laughs> uh no but i i'm in all seriousness i am happy to hear that it's i'm sure a lot of people worked hard on it and i'm here glad to hear it it's better look sounds like it's better than it was advertised because it was like very generic looking from yeah the and, and it, it definitely starts out feeling that way too but by the end of it i feel like it has more personality than it lets on at first cool right on and that's all that I've seen in terms of movies. How about you, Andrew? Uh, the only one I will talk about is 13 Going on 30. We just watched that last night. Uh, totally fun and charming romantic comedy from the mid-2000s. I mean, there's some stuff and it feels a little dated. <clears throat> but like it, I we watched it because there was a tweet last week where uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck just got married. And so someone yeah, that tweeted... Was years ago. Just recently, again, they got remarried. Oh, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed a lot of relation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Uh, so anyways, they <laughs> just got married <laughs> and uh, somebody said, oh, great. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married. I think it's only right now that Jennifer Garner get married to Mark Ruffalo. And so I was just like, you know what? Let's watch 13 going on 30 in response to this. Wow. So, that's all it takes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I saw the movie for the, further, the first time last year. I think it is a just very charming movie. Jennifer Garner's so like likable in the movie. Mark Ruffalo's a, you know, cute, cute guy. You know, I enjoyed it. Married? No, they're not. Cause they were, they were married in the Adam project. That's well. right. Yeah. They were together in that. Oh, everyone's getting remarried. Um, yeah. Me- I, Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks are getting married. Soon. That's right. Yeah, All the famous screen couples are going to get married. Um, <laughs> or timing. Meryl Streep oh, and Stanley Tucci going to get married. Um, <clears throat> is it, is it bad timing? It, yeah. What happened? What happened? She passed away. <laughs> Meg right? Ryan. Meg Ryan. No. Are you thinking of Anne Heche? No, I thought Meg Ryan had passed away in the last year or so. No. Maybe uh, not. I'm wrong. Ooh. Let's continue. Uh, I need to, we need to nip this in the bud right now. Cause if she's, <laughs> I, I think I, I heard something different. I, no, cause uh, I know Anne Hage passed away, but that, that was like a couple days no, ago. She's, thought, she's definitely, Wikipedia says she's alive yeah. or at least doesn't have a date. Yeah. And the, death. I yeah. didn't realize she was the mother of Jack Quaid. Who? Oh, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. Oh, I don't and think I really wonder that voice. boy is so good looking. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Meg Ryan alive, confirmed on the Gentleman yeah. Overlord. And no, we're the first one to break it right here. Breaking news: Meg Ryan still alive. I was like, I was like, bad timing. What was it, Tom Hanks or Meg Ryan? Yeah, I mean, oh God, Anne Hage is probably she's either pronounced been pronounced dead she is, or she is yeah, passed away. That's yes. too bad. Um, that was a, I mean, just a sad story all around. But yeah, yeesh. Anyways, thirteen going on thirty. Fun. <laughs> 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 sorry for that uh little detour segue, into who's dead detour. yeah anyway you know what? That's a, but that's a new segment i hear people really like it so yeah keep... yeah we'll get a theme song going any minute now who's dead who's married uh <laughs> <laughs> dead or married or uh, both am i right uh let's talk about some movie, tv shows we've seen tv shows we've seen we've seen uh robert just one for me, really. We, uh, Jamie and I, binged the first five, and I believe the last episode premieres uh, this Friday, as of this record. Uh, first five episodes of the rehearsal, oh, the man. Nathan Fielder uh, show on HBO Max. Um, I was behind, obviously behind by quite a few weeks. I was waiting for a chance for us to sit down and watch it. We had travel and stuff going on. Yeah, um, it's. I don't want to spoil too much, but it is something else. It's really incredible. Yeah, the, I really enjoy it. One, and, of, the, okay. one of the tweets I wrote, read about it was like, Nathan Fielder either needs to win an Emmy or go to jail. <laughs> Both, I think. Uh, if I... Have you guys seen it? Have you guys no. heard of it? I, I know what I, it I've, is, but yeah. I've seen, I think, the thumbnail for it. So the basic premise, at least in the first episode, and I will say that it kind of it changes quite a bit, what it shows in the first episode isn't exactly how it goes the rest of the season, but the setup is sort of like he's going to help people rehearse the things in their lives that they want to do, but they haven't had an experience doing it. So he's giving them a chance to approach it from every angle and rehearse it over and over and try, you know, put all these factors together so that he, they could better, you know, uh, you know, tackle that. 
And the guy in the first episode has been friends with these people that he does trivia with for 20 years and told them, uh, since they'll have master's degrees, that he also had a master's degree because he didn't want to seem like he was dumb. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. He only has a bachelor's degree. And in, there's a Ugh. one woman in... It, yeah, exactly. I was Pathetic. like, get him off the show. Uh, there's one woman in particular. He was like, I've just been good friends with her. And I I feel like I want to invite her so to trivia just with me and then come clean that I have been keeping that uh, from her. Uh, so Nathan goes to his apartment and meets him and says, hi. And he goes, oh, blah, blah, blah. And you know, oh, you're, you're specialized in movie and TV show trivia. The guy's like, he's like, have you heard of Nathan for you? He's like, no. He's like, well, I thought you were like a trivia. And he's like, well, I just, he's like, I don't know everything. And he's like, well, you should watch it. It's good. Like, like <laughs> um, but he, he's talking to this guy and he's kind of, he, or he comes in the door and he goes, should I take my shoes off? And the guy's like, oh no, don't worry about it. And he goes, should I take my shirt off? And he's like, <laughs> and he kind of laughs. And there's the whole thing happens. And he, and after they've talked for a while, he goes, so I think this conversation has been pretty, going pretty good. Um, and the reason is because I've rehearsed this meeting myself before I came here. And he, I guess like a week prior, they had like a gas company come to inspect his house, but they were like 3D scanning the house and then made a rep, like a replica of the guy's apartment. And then Nathan is coming in the door multiple times with like another actor being like, hi, good to meet you. And he's like, should I take off my shoes? How about my shirt? And then he's like, huh. he's like, okay, you laughed. So he might laugh at that. So oh my God, I'll go with that one. And it's like, he has, and like, he's doing what he's going to do for this guy prior to their meeting also. <laughs> and you're just like, mind is blown it's from this. Insane and behavior. It's, it's insane. He re does the same thing where he recreates the bar they have trivia in, in a warehouse, including like, if you go up to the little, like, you know, the little like a uh, table thing that cat keeps like the ketchup and mustard and salt and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like all the same stuff that oh they like God. bought to be the same so that he would go in like the cushions on the, on the, uh, the stools are ripped the way they are in the, in the thing. And he's like, you need to pick the right table. Like, what are you going to do if someone's at your table and blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, what's the best time? Are you going to order a pizza before you tell her and come clean? Or are you going to have food so that it can kind of break up the tension and like, he also is like training him with fake trivia questions, but he's focusing so much on trying to win the trivia that he's like not coming clean in the, in the rehearsal. And he's like, Hey man, this is, you got to find like an opening. Like, and he's like, I know, but I really want to win the trivia. And he's like, but isn't this more important? He's like, no, it'll be the cherry on top, but I have to be able to also like, I need to w try and win the trivia. It's uh, all the people who decided to sign up. There's, there's all sorts of uh, discourse online about, you know, how exploitative it is if he's, you know, having people come on and then kind of, you know, laying them bare like this. But this has been, this isn't new. We've had reality TV for a long time. It's just like one that we're not maybe as accustomed to. And it's maybe more jarring because so much more reality TV nowadays is people that are super aware of it and of the show they're on and, and how they want to present themselves. And this feels a lot more genuine of people that are just quirky and weird and then just being shown to mm -hmm. all of us. Um, it is not, they do then set up that there's like second episode stuff. There's another situation where oh, I'm going to help this guy rehearse this thing and this thing, but it quickly becomes something you're not expecting. And I won't spoil any of that. Uh, highly recommend it. And like I said, I think it's the final episode is the sixth one coming out, uh, this week when this episode drops. So, um, check it out. It's not a, it's not too bad of a binge. It's, uh, and it's, uh, it's something else. It's it's really hard to describe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nathan Fielder has such a strange sense of humor. He does. Yeah. 
I would say the show is is just is even more critical of him and his practices than even all the discourse online. It's uh, it's wild. Well, that's TV I've seen. Max, what about you? Hmm. Uh, I watched the Umbrella Academy, and uh, it's all right. I think when I watch the Umbrella Academy, I just think like uh, they should make more Legion, and I'll watch Legion instead. <laughs> Have you? Th- are you? This, this is the new season you watch, or you just started it entirely? No, this is the new season. Oh, okay, uh, okay. And I think I had even watched maybe a couple episodes previously of the new season, but finished up the new season. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, uh, you know, it's it's odd, but it's odd in a way that like isn't as odd as the comics or at least not as uh, like visually striking, I guess. Like everyone's kind of dressed up like they're in the matrix and it, it kind of like blends together in my mind. It's, it's kind of like the, the uh, singer version of X-Men versus the, the X-Men. I'm just like, kind of wish that it was a little bit more lively, a little bit more colorful, even though they do a lot in order to spice it up a bit. They have some dance numbers and such if some of that feels a little bit forced i think that's um, a i think that's a actually very apt i haven't watched the new season but i think that's a criticism that i also have of the umbrella academy and that i think it wants you to think it's quirky without actually being quirky like it's just like this show's so weird and then like, it doesn't do anything to tell you that it's weird it's just like it's just like kind of hammering home this is a really weird show without yeah, doing anything it, actually you know, yeah, I was gonna say me. Legion sounds weirder than that than because I watched like the first season or two. Um, like, like Legion is weirder. I think like the now canceled. I believe you said Doom Patrol. Mm-hmm. It's like a weirder show in in some respects, and also a team of heroes mm-hmm. in a house kind of a thing. Heroes yeah. in the house. <laughs> That's the next one. Yeah, both of those feel kind of uh, kind of similar to this. And Umbrella Academy, it's not bad, uh, but I I feel like it doesn't kind of live up to its. I want to like I want to like it more than I do. Is how mm. I always kind of feel about the show is that like mm. I want to like this. I'm just not getting as into it as I want to be. They also like to kind of play around with certain characters, certain members of the family being very dislikable, mm-hmm. and then but like don't really redeem them. I feel like yeah. and that kind of gets a little bit annoying. Where you're like, am I supposed to root for this person? Because uh, it certainly doesn't seem like it yet. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I finished that, and then I also finished up Flowers, which uh, two the two seasons of that, which I think is going to be the all of it. I think it's it's finished um, being made, but uh, I liked it a lot. I wish there was going to be more, and it kind of ends on a very sad note, possibly, but it it's uh, like left up to interpretation to to some extent. And, um, but like, it's an odd one. The second season is not as laughable as the first season. The first season also does get into a lot of like family drama stuff. Uh, the second season leans more into that than the first season, but also does a good job fleshing out the characters. So eventually it's not much of a comedy. Uh, and it, it gets really heavy. I would say like at, at, at the end of the last episode, I really like could not stop crying. Every time I thought about it, I would I would cry a bit more. Mm-hmm. And it was a character who like um, seemed like just stereotypical, uh, like basically just a, a Japanese stereotype in the beginning. And apparently, mm-hmm. uh, this character was written by the creator of the show, 
who or like the the actor uh who plays that character wrote the show and uh, like i don't know if he directed it also but um anyway i i it's possible that the character was stereotypical in a way that was going to subvert your expectations i think there's some speculation that that's what was going on i think also uh, the character itself just um shifted like the the character was quite a, a big pervert in the beginning in, in the first season and while they don't like 100% run away from that they it, they don't it doesn't come up as often mm-hmm. in the the second season and then they build out the uh history to it more history to him and, and him coming to america and stuff like that and uh uh his reason for leaving japan and and such um but kicked out kicked out for being a pervert exactly. which we notoriously do in america <laughs> uh but uh really great i i would say i i think the the son of the family doesn't quite get that uh the arc that most of the rest of the family members do uh a little bit but barely i feel like probably him and then olivia coleman would probably have gotten uh the spotlight in the next season and that would have been really nice to see uh but even without it i i I really like it i'm surprised Hmm. that um it turned out so good and especially like the first couple episodes i was like this is dumb i don't know if i need to watch more but i'm laughing like genuinely laughing at certain things rather than just a chuckle and it was it's weird stuff too where like i couldn't put my finger on why do i like this um but yeah, by the end of it, I, I think I really like that. I, I feel like it's one of those ones that you might not, it might not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was described as uh, like the off-putting uh, flowers is has been canceled or something like that. Um, when we were looking <laughs> up whether it had continued, a dig. Or not. <laughs> rightly canceled. Yeah, uh, but I would I would love to see more if they ever decided to get that group back together. It's also a a, a good group. Crazier things have happened. Guy. We have people stored, you know, shows yeah. have come back after a whole long time. So who knows? Exactly. We'll see. And it also felt like there was a big time gap between the first and second season. So uh, it could be that they're just waiting and then they'll mm-hmm. they'll do another one. But I mean, everyone knows Olivia Coleman is great. Julian Barrett from. Uh, from Mighty Boosh, the other half, not the guy from uh, British Bake Off, mm-hmm. but the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in this. And then Will Sharp, who I've only seen in Giri Haji other than this one. But uh, he's the the creator, writer, and everything, and, and does a great job. So uh, I would I would recommend people give it a give it a shot. Take a look at it. See, see what you think. Cool. And that's all I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, we watched the third season of Never Have I Ever, the Netflix TV show. It's a Mindy Kaling uh, created mm. show about a young Indian girl in high school. <clears throat> and I think this is the third season. Yeah, third season. It was good. I mean, really good. We binged it in like two days. Um, it's not like, you know, they're not long episodes and it's not a long season. But... Um, enjoyed it a lot i mean it's i i think the show's great it's kind of a hidden gem on netflix like i I mean it's gotten three seasons so people do watch it know about it but i don't think it it gets talked about a lot but it's really good um you know coming of age story about a young indian girl living in america and the struggles that she has of being indian or i did you know that identity and 
all that. So I thought it was very good. The third season was was excellent, as I also really like the first two seasons as well. Um, they do this thing where her inner monologue is being told by John McEnroe, the the tennis player. Um, <laughs> and it's and there's a there's a reason behind it. Like you know, there's a early on like her dad dies, and you find out that like his favorite tennis player was John McEnroe. So like she has like a, she kind of like has a, an attachment to him. So that's why her inner monologue is, is uh, John McEnroe. And then there's a character later that um, his inner monologue is read by Andy Samberg. And then there's another character whose inner monologue is read by Gigi Hadid, the model. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just like, you know, they just kind of play with stuff like that. It's a very fun show. And I uh, recommend it a lot. I think it's very good. And then uh, I just finished earlier this morning the first season of Paper Girls on Prime. Ooh, well, I've heard good things. And have you seen, have you read the comics? Yeah, I did. And r- really like the comic a lot and really, really like the first season on Prime. I think it's, uh, hopefully enough people watch it. I think it's, it starts off kind of rough. I mean, it's, you know, a bunch of like, if not, early teens maybe not teens yet actors kind of having to pull a lot of heavy material you know like the if you've read any of the comic it gets wild really fast and so the show also similarly gets pretty uh pretty wild pretty quickly so it's you know again these are kid actors who are asked to to do a lot and i think like especially the the mac character is like her, her the the arc of the character throughout the first season is she goes through a lot, but at first she's like a shithead. So you're just kind of like, God, why is she so mean? And you know, even still, you're like watching a kid actor being mean, and you're just like, ah, eh, you know, like we've seen the bully, you know, character so often, like uh, who cares? But like her arc throughout it really does make it worth it at first. So, um, yeah, I really like the first season a lot. And Max, have you watched any of it? I have not, but I, I, and I also haven't read the comics. Okay, kind of. I'm like, going what is back that on? It's on Prime. It's on Prime. Yeah, kind of going back and forth of like whether I want to read the comics first before I watch it. What do you think it, is the order? Um, I would say if you're gonna like, I don't think like I mean the it's not like a a shot for shot. You know, it's not Watchmen. <laughs> You know, in the way that, mm-hmm. like, he just, like, faithfully did shot for shot a remake of the comic. But I do think that the comics do inform the show quite a bit. So if you want to just, like, have, like... Because I don't know, right now it's unclear if there's going to be a season two. It definitely leaves it open for a season two. Um, is there enough material? Like, is there, like, yeah, more yeah, story yeah. in the comic? Okay. Yes, and I think they'll probably do more than they did in the comics if they end up deciding to do three or four seasons because the the comic is only 30 issues or something and so you know i mean they can do a ton because it's a it deals a lot with time travel it deals a lot with interpersonal relationships so if they really wanted to i feel like they could just expand and do things that they didn't do in the comics or maybe like do a little more in certain time periods than they might have done in the comics so um yeah enjoyed the first season a lot and nice. I would, check that out. Yeah, I'd recommend watching it. And Jason Manzukis is in it, and he plays a very un-Jason-like role for mm. parts of it. So, yeah. Anyways, that's it for me for TV uh, shows. Oh, 
real quick, I want yeah. to cir- circle back to flowers. Don't mean to harp on it or anything like that. But I think last time I mentioned, like I had watched it right after Sick Note, and I stopped watching that because they were being uh, very callous with their treatment of like cancer mm-hmm. uh, diagnosis. And then uh, Flowers started out with uh, like uh, an attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to say that the show really does deal with depression. Yeah. Uh, and, and gets into it. So like, I, I feel like uh, even if that's a bit of an off-putting start, um, I, I think they, they eventually made up for it. And and like, that's kind of the, the point of the show. So like, uh, it did a good job. So if, if you were like heard the, the last episodes, uh, mm-hmm kind of assessment not really knowing where it would go I, th- I think they dealt with it really well it's it's a bit of a messy show but sure like, i think it does a good job of kind of digging into what that what that means to a person what it means to a family and, and beyond i guess cool nice all right let's talk about the movie we watched Lightyear on disney plus and he went buzz 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 That's right. We watched Lightyear on Disney Plus, starring Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. No more Tim Allen. He's out of. He only voices the toy. Sorry, guys. Sorry, haters. Um, Lightyear on Disney Plus. Before we talk about the movie, would you recommend people log on to their Disney Pluses, turn on their TVs, turn on their whatever system input, they got? You know, they, they don't didn't save their information. They had to input their password mm-hmm. and their login information. Mm-hmm. If you, um, yeah, I'd would say, you recommend I'd say spring spring for the ad free version? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have a choice. Um, yeah, get in while you can. What would you? Yeah, would you recommend people watch Lightyear on Disney Plus? Yeah, I think I would give it a recommendation. I thought it was. Uh, we'll talk about it, but I thought it was pretty standard. I believe this is the movie that Andy watched when he was a kid that got him obsessed with Buzz Lightyear, despite him having affection for no other characters in the movie. <laughs> Um, Max, what about you? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, better than I was expecting. Cause I really didn't have high hopes for this one. It, it felt like it was completely unnecessary. And while I think maybe that's still true, it's, uh, still a watch that, uh, ha- has enjoyable parts to it. Toy Story has had a decent track record of like, you're like, okay, they really good capped it off with Toy Story 3. Oh, Toy Story 4. All right. Thought they kind of finished it, but we'll see. And I really enjoyed Toy Story 4. And then similarly, Buzz, where it's like, I don't know if I needed the story of how the toy, you know, what inspired the toy, but I still thought it was a fine, fine outing. So, yeah. May I? You, may, may I? Yes. No. Okay. Well, it'll be a secret then. All right. Bye, guys. Yeah. yeah. See you, everybody. Um, I didn't, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's fine. I don't, I think it's not comparable to Toy Story 4. I think to- Toy Story 4 was like a, Oh sure. I think like that was a movie where I, I similarly is like Toy Story 3 is like the perfect end of this. If they want to keep doing shorts, then that's fine. You know, like the, you know, the, the small fry and Rex's, you know, party, bathtub party. Those, good. Those were so I can, fun. I can see Max, the wheels in Max's head are turning. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to get a, <laughs> me on a gotcha moment. But I said, Toy Story 4 and Lightyear are one and the same. Yeah. Uh, Max, I, Max, I see what you're doing. You, but you saw it. I, it's so um, funny. I was only that, trying like... to say that there's some peripheral stuff that I think is 
not that bad. Yeah, I, I guess. Agree. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't disagree. Like you said, does it need to exist? <laughs> Probably not. I guess what what I'm trying to say is, if you are maybe expecting in the same way that I was like, I don't think I need a Toy Story four. And then, like, was really surprised by Toy Story 4 and really ended C-14, up liking it. you're like, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't need this. Let's get a Toy Story 5, for he only, please. Toys can come to life when you put a little garbage together? Uh, the implications are terrifying, and I love it. <laughs> um, I would not say I felt anywhere near the same way about Lightyear at all. I think it was, I, you know, uh, a fun, like, hour and a half, and Chris Evans yeah, is, is good in the role. Um, but... I just was not that you think Andy's uh, Andy's mom and uh, did yeah, Andy does Andy have a dad? What happened to Andy's father in the Toy Story movie? Uh, Zer the real Zer <laughs> well, you know came to Earth. He took him to see Lightyear and then like left him and, at the and, theater. And, and then the mom was mad. She was like, "There's like a gay kiss in that movie." Like I don't didn't want him to wow. see that. And then Andy's dad disappeared. Who knows what happened? Yeah, but it's fucked up. This, this adds a whole layer to the movies that I that's, was not expecting. That's the next movie, man. The amount that Robert is adding to the stuff that we've I'm, seen. I watched. I feel like I watched like a whole different movie than you guys. Um, also, Read I would like to the lines. I would like to say that as old as Andy is in Toy Story One, he's too young to see this Lightyear movie. Mm-hmm. There's too, too scary. Many, too yeah. scary. They're like, I mean, like I, I wasn't scared. I, I don't want to get the <laughs> I mean, wrong the impression on, but... out there that I was scared watching this <laughs> Pixar movie, but I, I was like, cause I, I, I went in with the same thing. Like this is the movie that Andy saw that made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear toy. But <laughs> I was so just like, that, he's too young to see this movie. It's so funny that like the initial like confusion when like the, the trailer came out or it was announced. And then, like, they had to put the Chiron in the front that was, like, in 1995, Andy got a Buzz Lightyear toy. This is, like, the movie that the toy is from. And, like, this is the movie he watched in the theaters. Like, okay. Like, I don't know why that was so hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Um, And why a movie looked, like, current gen graphics okay, back yeah. in 1990 <laughs> <laughs> toy story one made in the same year has way worse graphics than a movie that he I, saw in the universe in which this movie yes. exists yeah like like and andy looked all fucked up back then like, he looked like <laughs> horrible um no i think it was scott gardner maybe that tweeted that was like so andy was obsessed with this toy but none of the materials like his bed spread and the poser and stuff no none of them have socks or his friend Izzy, yeah. or any yeah. of the other people yeah. that he needs. Like right. Zerg you, yeah. isn't in it. Like. Right. If you want to, if you want to exclude all the like things, there would definitely be a socks toy that at least like Molly would have, or if not, at least Andy too. Like, there's no way that 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 character didn't get a bunch of toys made of it they that like, would exist. The only thing the marketing showing the only thing they liked was Lightyear. So yeah. We, that's all we're gonna go for. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously that's very funny. Also, um, uh, Socks was voiced by the director, right? Wait, is that true? Or if not the director, at least like one of the like higher ups in Pixar did the voice for it. And I was just like, why not give I'm that seeing, to like a I'm working seeing Angus? Mc, I'm seeing Angus McLean as the director and Peter Sohn, Sohn as the uh, Socks, the cat. So I don't know. Hey, maybe she shadow directed it. Peterson, <laughs> yeah, is a Pixar animation. He's a he directed the oh. Good Dinosaur and oh. Yeah, they're like this is your. They're like this is your punishment. I like the Good Dinosaur. I know a lot of people I, I, don't. You know what? I, I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it. I like the I, Good Dinosaur. It, it it it's commonly. I feel like it's commonly uh lower on the Pixar list. So I is it so. is it? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I could watch. No, it they took it off. They were like, it's too. It's not good enough. 
Yeah, maybe I'll find the. They put it. They snuck it in with the Groot stuff. They like thought they like put it in the episode order. Now three minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, it's the all, and they changed the name to the All Right Dinosaur. I want to. I want to talk about something that I was happy about from the trailer to what was actually shown in the movie. Uh, In the trailer, the implication is that they crash land on this planet. They need to test this, you know, in the trailer. It's been two years since we've been ruined here, and now I'm going to take off in this ship and practice, you know, see if this, you know, light speed crystal works. Goes, and then in the trailer, it's like 22 something or other years have passed, like Sox tells him, and he had, all of his friends are gone. It's just like the granddaughter of his old friend, and it's this whole crew. And you're like, I was like, oh, wow, that's an interesting, okay. In the movie, it's not that. It's he goes and tests it comes back and he's been gone for like what two years or something mm-hmm. or yeah something like that and they realize like every time he tests it he it's just seconds for him but like so much more time for them because of the time dilation so i actually thought that was like a more interesting concept that he's going up and coming back and back and back and everyone's slowly like growing up and or aging out and you know the the base is growing and they have like hydroponics and stuff like that and i i thought that was a much more interesting thing than an immediately immediate jump to the future which yeah. is what they advertise it as. Personally, I like that. So, yeah, thought that was a pretty good setup. Uh, but I was curious what you guys thought of like, hmm, how much do we want to like jump around or talk about just like yeah, just the ending I, and stuff. Yeah, go for it. Uh, because there is a there's a reference in story Toy Story two that that famously starts with Buzz Lightyear on an adventure and he's fighting Zerg's forces. And it turns out it's a video game that Rex is playing. Buzz Lightyear video game. Also, no socks or, uh, you know, Izzy year and he was friends in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure that at some point in the movie, I think they're on an elevator in Toy Story 2, Zerg has Buzz, a Zerg toy has Buzz cornered and says, I am your father. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a, ah, it's a big, ah, we're going to own t- Star Wars soon. Ha-ha. <laughs> That's what it's really saying. But I did think it was interesting that in this movie, when he finally kind of comes face to face with Zerg later in the film, he takes like the mask off and he's like, or dad, the, the, the suit rather. He says yeah. dad, because mm-hmm. it's a person that looks like him. And then it turns out, spoiler alert, it is an older Buzz Lightyear, but from an alternate timeline, a jaded Buzz that hates the military industrial complex. Um, did not like Top Gun Maverick at all. No, he did not. Uh, I just thought that was an obviously like a weird little Easter egg, but also I don't know, like what were you guys? Because like then to me, the implication is like so Andy is still like fighting the evil Zerg with all of his toys and stuff, but the implication is that like Buzz knows it's like an alternate version of him. That's so weird. Yeah, that's a little. I thought that was a weird thing to change, and yeah, sometimes I feel like when you're going back to prequels, but you still want it surprise the the crowd you end up doing some pretty stupid shit yeah yeah <laughs> seems like star wars uh kind of you know poison the well <laughs> some similar stuff yeah but uh yeah poison the well yeah i had a snake in the, the snake in their well. boot, snake in the boot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. right um but yeah it, it doesn't seem to make sense and i guess you can chalk it up to the fact that kids just like say the darndest things and you know come but up also with like that's that's like it's not stuff. like he's the only one who doesn't acknowledge that like 
that in a movie that exists in that universe that Zerg is revealed, it's not like a secret, you know, it's like Zerg is revealed to be an older Buzz in the movie that everybody theoretically has watched. So it's not like a, a huge, like, it's not like deep lore of this Lightyear thing. It's like in the movie, you know? So like, and it just feels like in a 1995 movie about Buzz Lightyear, like, why wouldn't you just have it be like a crazy robot guy that has no, isn't, isn't another version of your hero. It just feels right. like a weird choice to make. Yeah. And to um, Max's I also, point, I think it's like a needless reveal for the audience, like to kind of like mm-hmm. surprise them. I don't think that there's, I don't like, it's not the kind of, it's not a good enough surprise that, you know, and, and especially in a movie like this where you're not going in to be shocked and surprised. So, having it be an older Buzz Lightyear, I don't think it, like, enhanced a single person's movie-going experience for it to be an older Buzz. Not really, and then you kind of expect immediately, like, okay, this dude pieced out immediately, like, they were going to arrest him because the colonel that's sort of in charge when he gets back from one trip, his his former best friend has passed away since he's been gone, and he's now in charge and is like, hey, we're not trying to get off the planet, we're just going to live here, I have a energy shield, we're just going to put a bubble around us and we're here to stay. Don't worry about it. You know, no, you're relieved. Don't worry about going on the mission anymore. When the alternate buzz came back, he was like, how dare you? And was going to arrest him. And he took off and flew so fast and far with the time dilation that he found an alien ship that was abandoned or just sitting there derelict. And then he took the Zerg suit and then made robots and came back to the planet. I didn't, I don't really, none of this made sense and it made things very confusing. Like when did that split happen? How did there become two buzzes? All he was doing was traveling forward in time, right? I I thought the implication was just that like, yes, there's time travel in this movie, but also there's alternate timelines. So some one other buzz became Zerg, but then, then it feels like you should open yourself up to like have another buzz, save him and be like, I'm a buzz from another timeline. And I, you know, I got off planet and, and came back to save you because I realized what was happening. I don't know. It just but, feels like a but, weird. Choice. Yeah. And then also like, so the idea is that, uh, that, that this, this buzz, the future buzz, like came back and had a bad reception from this character and then flew off. Right. Mm-hmm. Then how come that didn't happen to that buzz? How come he never went home and got that bad reception? If he's just going back in time, shouldn't he be going back to a point in time that he was in? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense for him to or go like, back in time to a Could he different... not have gone back to before they, like, stranded themselves or something? I yeah, know. I mean, that's what he was trying to do, right? He was trying to go back in time. He was trying to, he... like, yeah, ultimately use the correct crystal to go back to, like, before any of that even happened. It was but. just way too, I think, like you said, way too complex and confusing for this. To, and then like after that, they say you're I, a baby brain. If you like Pixar movies, but <laughs> I couldn't understand this shit. Like, I mean, if you're, even if you're trying to follow along and you're a kid, let's say, and then you see this character go totally evil, I'm going to arrest you because I guess he came back in time and have alien technology. Is that what he was arresting him for? I don't even know. And, but like, then you see that character later in the regular timeline and he's totally fine. He, he just wants to protect the city with the, um, with the laser. And he's not like getting in buzz ways. He's helping buzz out rather than trying to arrest him. But like as a kid, you, you see that guy turn evil essentially. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who forces buzz to then also become evil. But uh, like that doesn't happen in this timeline. And, like isn't even hinted at it's going to happen or anything like that. It's, it's just strange. You have two separate characters with no reason for them to be 
separate like that mm-hmm. it's the same character and you see them as the same character. like none of that makes any sense mm-hmm. it's kind uh, of frustrating for for like you said a bad reveal that nobody needed nobody was asking for and didn't yeah, really move this uh movie forward at all I, I did i did like socks i thought socks was cute mm-hmm. i liked i liked him as a companion um i did like that james brolin was the voice of older buzz just because it's fun to hear james brolin again uh thanos's dad uh and oh and we forgot to mention kiki palmer is mm-hmm. his friend izzy who's in nope and doing good shit yep so also uh um oh god taika taika yeah taika's, taika's in, in there too yeah. yeah there were um there were a lot of references in this movie i think that's the thing that i noticed the most going through like references to other sci-fi movies and and such like it, it starts off immediately with the like alien font essentially the mm-hmm. green text over everything while they're in space and then like there's a lot of like 2001 i think the way that he's traveling through uh space time space time stuff mm-hmm. looks a lot like 2001 um the this would have all gone over andy's head when he saw it in 95 yeah. what because well, that stuff doesn't these. exist in that world it's a it's like the the knockoff all came oh okay that. there was no 2001 yeah. this yeah. this movie did that effect first okay yeah I guess I don't know. I'm not really sure, but I've never seen it in Andy's room or anything. Andy seems like the kid who would be into Star Trek if, if he could be <laughs> if it existed. Uh, but like the like the ship. Looks I want yeah. Like Star I want Trek. Andy it, to be much more of a cinephile in the in the universe. Like get rid of these <laughs> toys. Let's put up some movie yeah. posters. <laughs> put up just yeah, like just the, like the, the Criterion collection on his shelf. <laughs> I don't need toys anymore. I like cinema. Um, it kept popping up. I just kept thinking like. This this robot looks exactly like a Gundam. This like uh, helmet looks exactly like uh, an Evangelion, you know. And and this character, their shoulder pad looks just like like uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy. This other character kind of looks like the like the Doom gear that they're wearing. Uh, it, mm. A bunch of stuff. Like I don't know exactly how much of it was intentional and how much of it was just like, hey, let's make generic sci-fi and it's bound to look like any other uh, sci-fi stuff out there. I think probably a lot of it was intentional. But that's what I was noticing. I just kept mm-hmm. pointing at the TV and saying, "Hey, that's from this." You're doing hey, the, the Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, yeah, yeah. There yeah. were also a couple of things that like are obviously kind of fan servicey, but it was fun to see like the Space Rangers don't have like a shoulder mounted laser, which is such like a Buzz Lightyear thing in the movies, mm-hmm. and the fact that he kind of jerry rigs one and then it becomes sort of a part of their armor, which is like okay, I like that. And then the other one that kind of surprised me was the eject button where he's kind of tied to the chair, but it has like a little mounted rocket with the wings. Oh, that's where those came from. Okay. Yeah. So that's like the jetpack part at near the end of the movie yeah, where I was like, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I guess at this point, like every space ranger can't like zip around with like a personal jetpack, but it's, I like the idea that they're on this planet long enough that eventually eventually it gets to that and he kind of incorporates those things i thought that was, I I thought that was good okay that that one flew over my head i don't think i was paying enough attention literally at that point <laughs> nice because he he all of a sudden had that jetpack and i was like whoa where'd that come from and then later mm-hmm. they incorporate it into the suit and i was like well he already had one of those <laughs> but i didn't realize it was part of the chair that makes a lot more sense i like well it. hopefully they'll do a prequel about just the, the jetpack just the jet, yeah exactly i did this and this is the movie andy saw also this is another uh uh reference that they did but when they first had the rookie the rookie was wearing red and then immediately like got um, a red shirt yeah exactly they did the red shirt from star trek for that one which like that's so weird like that's in the preview where he's like standing on the ladder to his ship and he's like you know see you later buzz and then the tentacle that's been kind of like 
plaguing them since they crashed on the planet, grabs him and like pulls him off like through the facility. I was like, how far, like, how, <laughs> where are these coming out? And also like it found this one guy and didn't grab anyone else on the way. Ridiculous. Figure it out. <laughs> Come on, movie. Pixar. That's unbelievable. Um, I also thought I mean, like, I mean, it's, you know, the, I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. Would it have been like a fun Easter egg to like have the like Pizza Planet aliens as aliens in this movie? Ooh, oh, I think yeah. that would have been kind of fun or some they, version of them. Like, I mean, the they would maybe never do this. But what if like you see them from the back, like they're like the, a crater and Buzz is like, I found some life forms and it, you can tell it's them. It's like the yellow and the little suits. But then they turn around and they're like disgusting. They're like, <laughs> they, they still have like, you know, like one eye, but they're like gross and slobbery mm-hmm. and then like the toy version you get right is like the cute one or something or even like you find out that like the pizza planet ones are like generic knockoffs of them so they just had to do like sure yeah i think that's a yeah that's a bummer that, that would have been fun too i think I'm, although i mean maybe they, they never as being oh sorry part, go ahead are they established as being part of the buzz that's what i was gonna universe? say maybe no it's i don't just that they're at pizza port and that's a separate game and they're not actually in the buzz universe but that still would have been hey maybe fun. in light year two they can go to the pizza planet and those aliens will be on there hey perfect yeah. i'm writing a sequel for you disney hit me up come on disney you know there's gonna be a sequel right like uh-huh. it, it really feels like at the end of it, they were setting it up and they had like three end credit things. It seems like they want to continue with this, although it doesn't yeah. seem to make a whole lot of sense, but are they going to make the aliens of the buzz light years? The, yeah. The sequel. I think it would be like star command, like adventures of star command or something like that. That's already, um, already had a TV, TV show. show with that. Yeah. yeah, I know, it's but I don't know if they count it as Canon anymore. Yeah. It's like in the next movie, it starts and it's like, actually Andy skipped this one. But anyway, <laughs> here it is. He just didn't he didn't he didn't watch it at that point. Do you think the next show is just gonna be called Hawthorne? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Wow. Settled yeah. that. It's too bad they didn't make any toys of, of her though. Yeah. Um yes, and they had the another movie with another movie with Disney's first gay characters, uh which they love to say for every movie they do. But you can tell it's scenes that they could probably cut for uh, international outside markets. Yeah. Although I thought I heard that they were like done doing that, or at least with this movie, we're like we're not editing it. So if you don't want it, like too bad for you. Like you're not going to get, get it. You don't get to see Lightyear. You don't get to see the movie is, that Andy yeah. saw. Which is maybe like if it's like the kind of thing where I feel like if there was an Avengers movie or something that did that, they would they would edit it in a flash and then. It, but with this one, they're like, uh. We're taking a stand. Um, yeah. We're not editing it. It's like, all right, it's just your Disney Plus Lightyear movie, right. what, whatever. Yeah. Um, and also, like, completely inoffensive. It's just like wild to me that anyone. It's not that a big anyone deal. Anyone could take and, an offense and, to. Yeah. Part of what I mentioned, where like he's coming back every couple of years, and every time he comes back, he's seeing him and the commander walk down the hall to their rooms, and he's kind of seeing like her and then she got engaged and the next time they're there there's a baby and the next time like they're you know the you know a couple more times later like the kid is more grown up and i liked that aspect of it mm-hmm. so i i it would be a bummer to have it cut out in any form because it feels like that provides some weight to it's that also like travel he's doing. 15 minutes of the movie so it's going to be a really short movie if it's released internationally that way yeah <laughs> i uh, so when when they when he first goes back and and um 
and the two of them are in the room they kind of just look at each other and then shut the door mm-hmm. and so when that happened i was like oh that's the disney lesbian kiss <laughs> essentially like yeah you just hear all, like that's a, all they're gonna do you hear like so a cartoonish like, smooching noise from behind <laughs> the, and then like they just can edit that out yeah just, just completely ignore it so uh like at least they did oh, yeah. the one step further than that but <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny how much they pat themselves on the back for this stuff yeah can you believe that the first time ever two gay characters in the Toy we mean Story it this universe? time? They're in focus this time. It's not like the <laughs> the Last Jedi or, or not the Last Jedi, uh, Rise of Skywalker, where they're in the background or whatever. Or like in Endgame, where it's just like a guy mentioning that he went on a date with another guy, and they're like, "See?" And then yeah, and then Chris Evans is like, "Wait, I can I correct you? You said you meant a woman, right?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my mistake. I uh, I don't know why I said that." Chris Evans is like, you know what you're from, right? Get out of this meeting. <laughs> you know, this movie has to air in China, right? Oh, shit. Fuck. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry, Feige. I'm sorry, Feige. Uh, any... like, we need to call the directors of Independence Day, the sequel. <laughs> figure out how they did it so well. Um, any final thoughts on Lightyear before we head out? Uh, I kind of summarized already. It sort of like feels like a, a fine, fine movie. It's it. Hey. I, you know what I say? I don't think it holds up to Toy Story 4 for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, <laughs> but thank you for finally um, saying it. I think it's a fine watch. And I think like if if you have if there's a kid, especially that is really into Toy Story, it's just more Buzz Lightyear just in a obviously a little bit more of a realistic ish. It, it's more of an, an actual adventure of this, you know, Space Ranger. So sure. it's fine. Sure. It'll, they'll pop it on the TV. That'll that'll keep the brat busy for a while. <laughs> So if you want to shut your kid up, just watch. Hell yeah. That's what it's for. Uh, Yeah, it's it's certainly no Toy Story 4, but it's definitely way, way better than the good dinosaur. You motherfucker. (laughs) The good dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) And way better than the good dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Or dragon heart. You're going to be the last dragon if I see you talking about the good dinosaur (laughs) like that again. Hell yeah. So no. Um, Yeah, I agree with both those things, except I do think it's, the good dinosaur is better. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that'll do it for this episode. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.